Hey there, what's going on? Hope you're doing well. My name is Jason Bay. You're listening to Blissful Prospecting. And if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, uh, this is for reps and sales teams that love landing you know, meetings with big prospects, but hate it when they go to send cold outreach or make a cold call and the prospect doesn't respond and they're dealing with low response rates and not really sure what they should be changing. And what I do in this podcast is give you tips, strategies, tactics to help you land more meetings with your ideal clients. So this is the third episode. So this is part three in a three-part series where we are breaking down cold calls. And today we're going to be breaking down a cold call from one of the students in our boot camp. His name's Tim Vickers, and he works for a company called Flock Freight. And what they do is they essentially have a process where they can help companies that ship a lot of goods, a lot of products, that sort of stuff, help them do it cheaper and faster using some really cool technology. Um, so like I said, he was in part of one of our boot camps, and depending on when you listen to this, we're actually uh, have our enrollment open right now. And if you want to participate in a boot camp and get help, you know, group coaching, course, that sort of stuff on how to send better cold outreach and get better results from what you're doing so you can finish off Q4 strong, make sure to check it out. If you go to our website, blissfulprospecting.com, and then you go to programs at the top, there's a boot camp section. So check it out, see if it's a good fit. And if it is, would love to see you there. But today we're breaking down one of his cold calls. So he's using some of the stuff that we talked about and that he learned in the boot camp. And one of the important things is, you know, especially if you're a sales manager, is if you're working with your team on cold calling, it's how do you scale your time beyond the one-on-one? Because I talk to a lot of sales teams that are doing one-on-ones, which is great, but one-on-ones take a lot of time and it's not always the best way to deliver feedback and coaching to someone. So one of the things that with one-on-one coaching is it could be very, you know, kind of limited and then other people don't benefit from that coaching and it doesn't really allow the rep to coach themselves. So especially if you're a rep listening to this, like the ability to coach yourself is really important and a tool that I use and rely on for that is called Wingman. And what Wingman will allow you to do is not only record these calls, but actually analyze them and, and pull out like the winning moments, the actionable tidbits of your intros, what prospects are saying, how you're handling objections, what gets brought up the most, what correlates most with a deal one, right? Or setting an appointment, whatever it might be. And they put together a really cool special for us where you can get 50% off the first six months. It's just a screaming deal. I got them to open up their Black Friday deal a little early for us. And you can check it out at blissfulprospecting.com slash wingman and use the coupon code JBay. So that's J B as in boy, A Y for 50% off your first six months. And without further ado, let's get to the breakdown. Hello? Yeah. Hey, Charles, this is Tim with How have you been? Okay. Good. Um, I'm just trying to speak with somebody who's in control of logistics. For- Are you a transportation provider? Yeah, well, we're a Google-backed technology transportation provider that's um, doing some really unique things in regards to helping the partial industry, uh, working with companies like Sam. We, we really don't do much parcel at all. We're going to big box retailers. So. Okay, so there's some stuff here that this call could have been at the beginning. He could have done this in a way that was a little bit more disarming. This guy sounds really on edge that he's talking to. So one, at the top, he asks, have you been? Um, that the tone, so that line versus how are you doing? There's a lot of data behind that gong.io did a really big study on that, but the tone is so important. So if it's more like a, uh, Hey Tim, this is Jason with Pulsible Prospecting. How you been? 
the tone has got to be a little bit more upbeat and like that. And honestly, when I do this, I read the person. If they don't sound like very friendly, like this guy doesn't sound super friendly, I don't use the how have you been line. The other thing he didn't do was a permission-based opener. So he just starts going right in and says, I want to talk to someone in logistics. So again, it's it sounds like a sales call. The guy's completely on edge. And let's see what happens after this. More so partial like volume, like you know, five shipments, like five pallets or more. Sorry, I'm at par, uh, partial, oh, partial. Like, volume. Yeah, I, I apologize. I, most people call it volume. I call it partial. We call it consolidation or multimodal or, yeah. So. <laughs> There's too many as well, right? Um, yeah. Real quick question. I, at what point, like, I, I work with, the reason I'm calling you guys is I work with Samsung, and we really help them with that, uh, I guess you would call it multi-stop truckload or consolidation freight where, we have some technology that allows their freight not to hit any hubs or be transloaded, but still get the, the service that it deserves. At, at what point in time do you guys go from, I would say, like consolidated to, to truckload? It, it depends on the move. Um, so we do LTL and then we do consolidation for stuff that's bigger than LTL that's not truckload. And then we'll go truckload. But sometimes truckloads cheaper than the consolidation when you get to larger sizes. Exactly, like I'm so assuming it changes like, like all the time. Like 15 pallets, I would assume probably going like cross country. You're probably... We do everything by feet. We're not our pallets aren't standard. That's the other thing. Okay. We don't have standard pallets. That makes sense. That makes sense. Obviously, with your guys, electronics is just mostly TV. TV, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's. I actually have one of those bad boys hanging up my my bedroom right now. It's too big. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, real quick question. Um, have you ever heard of by chance? No. I feel like he's losing a little bit of momentum here. So by not doing that permission-based opener, he starts kind of peppering the prospect with questions when he could he could go back and by the way, I love Tim's tone here though. <laughs> I love his tone. The guy doesn't sound super friendly. He's just trucking through at it. <laughs> like I, I commend him for that. So I'm being super picky right now. But what he could do is another permission-based question after he you know, introduces himself. The guy says, yeah, you got 30 seconds. He explains why. And he says, Hey, you know, can I ask you like just two or three quick questions to figure out if this is something that would even be relevant for you. If you do that a second time, it's not going to feel so much like an interrogation. Like, I feel like this prospect is kind of at this point getting a little impatient. Do you want to send me an email? Yeah, I, I could shoot you over an email. Um, yeah, I could shoot you an email. That's not a problem. What is, um, okay, it's Perfect. And um, do you go by obviously? Ever since I graduated from high school, I got uh, I got one buddy who goes by he hates name Chuck goes by Charles Charlie. Um, Chuck, all right. So I'll, I'll shoot you over an email. Um, I want to respect your time. Is there anything in particular that you're you're looking for in regards to that email that might pertain to you? I like that he's asking here, and this is a common objection, right? Send me an email. So yes, I can send you an email. What he could be more specific with is, hey, is there something specific that you're having challenges with or that you would want to know about that would grab your attention? Like, what can I include in that email that would be useful for you? Something like that is going to put the prospect into a mode where they're thinking a little bit more for you and telling you what they would like to see in the email. Whatever you think that you can do to save money on transportation, knowing that 
we're shipping from three different hubs to big box retail distribution centers. And, and we have weird si- weird sizes. So you, linear feet would be a better uh, a better terminology with you guys. We we, we translate everything into linear feet. Okay. Do you know just so I know what information I can send you? Do you know if a majority of your shipments or how many shipments you're dealing with on a weekly or monthly basis that are over like twelve to yeah about twelve linear feet or more? Because that's the uh, like when for instance when Amazon, that's when we have our biggest bang for our buck. A, a lot, a lot. Okay. And are you still shipping out of, I believe it's Portage, Indiana and Fort Worth, Texas? It's Portage, Indiana, Grand Prairie, Texas, and Buena Park, California. Grand Prairie, Texas, Buena Park. Okay, perfect. So Chicago, LA, Dallas. Yep, perfect. Cool. Well, I know exactly what to send you, Chuck. I will uh, get an email over there. Uh, just so you're going to keep that top of your mind, we're, we're using technology to create multi-stop truckload shipments. and. So I don't know if you can feel it at this point, but that other guy sounds pretty impatient, like he wants to get off the phone. So what I would do is acknowledge that. Um, hey, and it sounds like you know, you're know you kind of at the point where you want to get off now, which I totally understand is all good. I'm going to send you that email. Here's what the subject line is going to be. Uh, I'm going to follow up with you in a couple of days. Is this the best number to reach you at? Cool. Awesome. Thank you for your time. Later. Customers like Samsung, if, if we're over 12 linear feet, um, so, like but that's the problem. I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna. I, we won't ride with multi-stop. We don't do those. Okay, you, can you're I ask, combining uh, with other people's stuff, or yes, yeah, similar. Yeah, we're we're creating it. Yeah, we're, we're yes, we're pretty much. If you have, say, you have, I don't know, forty space of linear feet. There's obviously thirteen feet so, of space left on that trailer. Yeah, we we don't we don't do that. We won't because of. Um, People not receiving stuff correctly, and then no one taking liability for the shrinkage. So we tender everything as a bill of lading. Driver counts on loading. Driver counts on delivery. So it's all live unload, live load. Okay. So if you can overcome that, we can talk. We can overcome that. I I have just... I'm trying to think in my head. If you guys are doing consolidation, I'm assuming with like the, the C.H. Robinsons and the, the Schneiders of the world. So we're, we're we're tendering it just like we're tendering an LTL shipment to them. Okay. So and they're now, responsible for the count. So they're expo- responsible for the count, but are you still allowing them to put additional freight on that? Okay, trailer? I got to go because I, I, I've got a meeting in two minutes and I'm not ready for it. Okay, I got to go. All right. Bye. Whew. This guy is, uh, that's a tough one. Um, Tim did really good here. I love that he was just persistent, kept asking questions. What I think he could do is be a little bit more in the moment and talk to how he thinks that person is feeling and then validate that feeling. So empathize and validate. I think he could do a much better job of making sure that he is digging into something that this dude really cares about. Um, so really with that email, it's like, dude, if, if there's one thing that you think you guys uh, could do better in this area. What do you think it would be, you know, and really letting that dictate, but overall, I mean, pretty good. Like he's getting an opportunity here with this email and he needs to make sure to focus on getting a way to follow up with this person, but overall pretty good. That was a fun one. Uh, I really enjoyed breaking down these cold calls. And this was the last part of a three part series, at least for now, where we're breaking down cold calls. I think one of the big lessons here that I just like, I love that Tim did is he really focused on 
Like, I mean, that guy was obviously like a little bit annoyed there towards the end, right? He really kind of pushed, but not in a pushy way. He just really kind of just kept asking questions and that sort of stuff. And I, I think that level of confidence is really important uh, when you're on the phone. So um, pretty good cold call. So hope hope you dug the series. Uh, before you take off, if you're looking to really up your game in your cold calls and you don't have a way to record them, uh, a tool that I rely on for that is called Wingman. And it not only allows you to record um, the calls, but really it's it's more about what you do with the data that you get, right? And how you create habit change. And it's a tool that I rely on, especially when we're coaching and training reps to really help them create habit change because it'll pick out those moments where you could have done something differently. Stuff that's really hard to to change in the moment, right? If you got to remember in the moment to respond differently to an objection or to, you know, open your cold call in a certain way, that could be really hard if you're not getting feedback on it. So it's a really good tool that you can use to coach yourself. If you're a sales leader, sales manager, it's a tool you can use to coach your team as well. So check it out, blissfulprospecting.com slash wingman. Use the coupon code JBay, J-B as in boy, A-Y, to get 50% off your first six months. And thank you for tuning in to the podcast. We'll talk to you later.